as long as there's as long as there's a bottle of liquor somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll I'll play anything if I'm drinking. Come yeah, to my right. place. I would. I'm not <laughs> even drinking it, so you guys would get more. Because you know I wouldn't be drinking it, but I'd buy it for you. <laughs> okay, that's a good sell. <laughs> yeah, man. Got that dining room. I'm into it. It just just funny. <laughs> you guys would get more. I give you a bottle and I wouldn't have it. You guys would have more. You guys would have more. You know, you, oh, you Locke could have half of the fifth. Fucking <laughs> trip could have the other half of the fifth. Welcome to episode 286 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. I'm Felix Hergood, and I'm here with Locke. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And then I'm also here with Trip Zero. What's up, guys? It's Trip Zero. Thanks for listening. We brought it in. We're here. We made it. How are you guys doing? We, I missed, missed you guys for two weeks. I was telling Trip Zero before the show. I'm like, uh, I want to do this. Trip Zero is like trying to get all like, you know like fucking official with the topic. We gotta like figure out like a topic and everything like that. And we have a topic. I'm doing, like the meeting breakdown. Like he's right, like, let's, let's do a meeting breakdown. I go, Trip Zero, I just want to do the show so I can be he, with my friend. He literally sat there for a second. He's like, I, I I need to take a minute and um I just need to connect with people because I haven't I haven't uh in a little while and I just I need to talk to someone. I, I mean, just want to talk me. games he, with he my friend to his beard and I'm like I'm pretty sure I've are you sure you're saving your senior beard that big? <laughs> this is pretty big, though. It's getting wide. It, it is getting wide. It's yeah. a wide beard right now. Yeah. You got, yeah. you got, it's got, I don't know if a beard could have hips, but it looks like yours has, has hips. Very this thing, full. This thing yeah. is so fucking awful with the goddamn masks on my face. Oh, oh my God. It, Listen to me. Two weeks ago, <laughs> two weeks ago. Okay. Was it two weeks the last time I was on? Because I wasn't on. Yeah, I mean, that makes that. sense. Uh, uh, two weeks ago last... is the last time we did the show. So. We talked about the Nintendo Direct uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, okay, so two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks ago, you went on this whole spiel about how you're good with the mask now. You, you, you understand it. You know how to manage it. And here we are two weeks later. Your beard's grown so much that you now can't control a mask. And get this. Get this. In two more weeks, I'm on an official fucking vacation. So I took seven days. I start the vacation on a Wednesday, and I go to a Tuesday. Right, they gave me off so far. In addition to that, the Monday and, and Tuesday before the Wednesday, I start the vacation, so I'm off Monday, Damn, Tuesday. Dude, that's a come up all the way gonna, to Tuesday. You're gonna you're gonna stream. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, I am gonna put the our man back. doesn't want to stream. He just wants to decompress I, I am entirely. For, I am doing something show related. I'm probably not gonna stream. Uh, I am going to do something show, show show related though. I'm gonna put up back episodes. I'm definitely doing that. It's oh nice. I want nice. to do it. I, you know, just for the show, just get it out there, and it, it'll feel good. It'll feel like doing work. And, you're gonna get some year. You're gonna get some year one stuff out. Yeah, maybe. You know, I might go back that far. I think right now I'm on. Year Try and two. find some of like the the greatest hits. Is that what you're looking for? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to put them chronologically backward up there. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You know, and then I'm like on the old, through uh, the I'm older sorry, episodes. Off, Felix. Well, I was just gonna say the older episodes don't have intros, so I'm like. 
looking for a clip from the, you know, we do an intro that's like a soundbite from the episode. So I'm going to like find a soundbite from old episodes that is fucking funny. And that's going to be fun for me because I'm going to listen to this old crazy shit when we're drunk. That probably is really most of the sound bites are probably just going to be us slurring words and falling out of our chairs. Yeah, there's there have been some episodes where um, I don't remember recording them. So mm-hmm. they would be interesting to go back and listen to. Yeah. I was going through um through my computer the other day, just like organizing shit because it's like I got three hard drives and I just like cleared off my MacBook, like the Windows partition, just like trying to get the digital life a little bit more controlled. And I came across, I think I have two or three video recordings of us from when we did virtual shows. Not pandemic related. Like this was me living in like two houses ago. Oh, I actually um I saw that. I don't know where I have one, but I have one where it was me, you, and and Neo. Uh-huh. Felix was not a part of it. Neo it's was in his 90. old. Neo was in his old old house. Um, like wood, pa- wood panel behind yeah. him, like wood panel, like <clears throat> his room or basement or something that he was in. I think it was episode um, ninety. That's that. I the, don't have the first that one. one. That's something different. First one was ninety. That's the one that we ever. That's the first official online episode we ever did. Got it. When we were apart. I don't have my MacBook near me or I would look it up, but you know, I don't know where I was at that time. I I don't, I'm, I think I might've been at the beach. Like maybe I had a beach trip scheduled. I think that's what it was. It was a beach trip. You're great at remembering these things dude. I would have no fucking idea. I just know that the Kevin two Oates episodes said it was that episode, I've got recorded. Kevin Oates said it was episode 92. You know, his, his on guys, the spectrum fucking brain. He nailed it right there. He nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, the episodes that I have recorded are all four of us are there in both. So I'm wondering why well, we did. I, I remember the there. Thing. I thought it another one. The one that you did was 170. I think you did 170. I remember that. Maybe I know we had a watermark. Our uh, EG logo, uh, if you're watching it, would have been in the top left of the screen, slightly overlapping whatever video was up there. That no. was like the. Kevin Oates, 90s too early for Maine. Maine was later. Maine was my 40th birthday. Just, that was only two years ago. Whoa. Did I lose Yeah, you? it was definitely 2017 oh. when this happened. You guys started, like, uh, breaking up. You're hearing me, though, right? Yeah, you got choppy for a second, too. Yeah, but, we, you know, internet we, things. We all got choppy, motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah, Maine, 90s too early for Maine. I think it was a beach trip. I think I went down with Mrs. Felix to... Uh, to the old Jersey Shore, fucking got into some shit. Old Jersey Shore, dude. Are we losing the internet? What's happening? Video. I got nobody. Uh, I literally have nobody in the game. Am I choppy? I have nobody. I'm getting nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I got nobody. You guys are frozen as fuck. This is this is the Felix Sergeant show. I got two frozen talking heads right here. I guess what's happening, man? I don't know what's happening. I'm frozen. Lock frozen. You're all frozen. Uh, You can hear me. Nobody can hear you. A little bit. Nobody can hear you. Let me see. Let me see if this is my fault. This is fucking my fault. Because frozen. Oh, it's fucking jacked right now. <laughs> There's no Wait, show happening. A new lock frame. 
What do we do? I don't know. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Are we back? We are back. That's yeah. I was gonna say it seemed like a hiccup. Yeah, my internet. I was just typing. My internet's fine. Yeah, you would think that would have been responding to you in the uh, in the Twitch chat. (laughs) I just erased it right now, but I was typing when we came back. Yeah, I started like we were we're breaking up, and then I went over to just like let me see what's happening on Twitch. And on Twitch, uh, I just me and you were frozen, Locke, and uh, and Felix is there just like talking and looking around, like I don't know what to do. (laughs) How do I do a show by myself with two frozen talking heads? What's happening? Yeah. Right, well, you guys are back, but I, I can figure out a way to edit that or not edit it yeah, because it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would that had to be that had to have been a Discord server issue. Yeah, people who do podcasts are so over giving shit about internet glitches. Let me tell you, like yeah. if there was like a um, a John Oliver fucking edit of like all the most famous podcasts that are out there, like Mark Marin and fucking Joe Rogan. They're all doing these remote shows. Everyone and you having can, issues. You can find moments in all of their shows where they're just like, ah, that's kind of fucking kind of happens. You just got to kind of roll with it. Yeah, uh, let's keep true. talking. And like, they don't edit it out. It's shit's right in their episodes. Like it happens. Especially, you know, in the middle of a panini like we are now. Yeah, I just started lis- listening to uh, the Bill Burt podcast, which is uh, Bill Burr and Burt, that guy, Burt Kreischer. I know he's a comedian. It's pretty funny. And those guys, same thing. They had some weird glitch, and they just fucking just keep rolling with it. Just Who roll cares? it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can either edit it or not edit it. Um, right what before, were we talk- what were we talking about? Well, right before it started, at least for me, I I said, "All right, so video games," and that was just like the hard transition. <laughs> so I feel like you just go right into what the show would have been next anyway. Um, cool, guys. We're going to talk about the uh, the state of play, Sony's. Uh, uh, event talking about what they got coming up down the pipeline a little bit. Uh, and then after that, we're going to explore EA and Bioware officially closing the lid on Anthem nail in the coffin, whatever metaphor or euphemism you want to, you want to use that game's dead. Anthem is officially dead. Uh, you can still play it. Servers are running, but you won't be having any more new content for them. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to explore, um, I don't know a lot about it. The ethics of designing a game like that, the the live service genre, what it looks like going forward. Um, so that should be a fun conversation. Yeah. But first, the state of play. The state of play. So Sony dropped the state of play on what was the date? It was like two days ago. No this uh, this was the twenty fifth. That was a oh, it was a while Thursday. ago. That was last Thursday. So not okay, okay. not a full week ago, but but almost. Yeah, I 100% missed it. I didn't even see an advertisement for it, which is shocking because I do a lot of gaming stuff, so why wouldn't I have even seen one on Facebook? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen it around here and there. I mean, it wasn't anything like insane. Uh, they weren't, you know, it wasn't like a hardware reveal. It wasn't um, gigantic news, but it was like an update on like, here's the things that are coming out for, for PlayStation 5. And it's important because, you know, this is like, the first complete year after the console is launched and you know, the console launches like any console launch um, is it's pretty thin in terms of the games you can play on that console. So a lot oh, of this was like, ta- yeah, here's you're what t- you're going to be able to play next year. You know, you're t- talking in terms of like, cause I thought it was a Rocky console launch, but you're t- not talking in terms of like 
the product getting into people's hands. Yeah, no, you're no, referring no. To no, the I'm software not, that runs on not the product getting touching into that people's conversation. Got yeah, it. we're just talking about the availability of like new games, like things that are PlayStation Five games, not like upreses or not free to play PS4 games because you bought the console, stuff like that. So, and there and there's also always that moment where you've been playing on the previous console and you now have the new one and then you play a game that officially feels like the new console right, right. i haven't hit i haven't hit that moment yet with mine i don't yeah i don't think people have um i don't think uh demon souls was that game quite yet uh what else did we get there was something else that came out anyway uh, not important. Anyway, so State of Play announced a, a bunch of games that are coming out and talking about things that we already knew, but just giving us more information about it. So we got Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Got a deep dive as well at the State of Play. And that's kind of cool because it's a brand new Crash game. Like a literal brand new 2021. Yeah, like, like it said, Crash like about, Bandicoot. that's, a, that's a, like a joke. It's about time. Because people, mm-hmm. are, it's kind of like... Um, you know, with the uh, the fourth Borderlands game, the amount of, or not the fourth, the third Borderlands game, with the amount of time it was taking for it to come out, mm-hmm. yeah, it finally came out. You know, yeah, I'm sure that the the plot of the game will be about time, and also it's about time. So that's that's a joke. That's a that's a pun. That's very yeah. funny. Got uh, Returnal gameplay. I'm actually not sure what kind of a game Returnal is, but that's one of the. I, mean, uh, I looked at footage of it, and it doesn't. I zero interest. That's one of the big, big, like, shooty games that are coming out, you know. Uh, Returnal, we're getting information about. Uh, The one that that looks most interesting to me, because Uh I like kung fu and games about karate and whatever, uh, different martial arts. Uh, Right. Sifu. Sifu Mm -hmm. looked really cool. Um, Kind of looks like, um, you, you know, you're experiencing... It's more like action adventure martial arts as opposed right. to it's not like a fighting game like Mortal Kombat or something like that. Although it seems a little bit like an arena, like when you're moving around. I don't know if you looked at the footage of that. Yeah, they like they have you kind of boxed not boxed in, but like they gotta give you space to to work in, in a fighting game where you're, you know, combating mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um it's got a very cool style though. You know, like it's not super realistic, it's a little stylized. Well the the uh, one shot here in the th- in the thing reminds me of the daredevil hallway scene from mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. whatever the first season of daredevil when he fights all the guys. I, know I usually say I haven't seen Marvel stuff, but I've seen one episode of that show and that's, that's the first that's episode. The one you saw. So I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the shots right there look like the daredevil hallway scene. Like you're, mm-hmm. they're going to pay homage to that or whatever. Yeah. And probably homage to a lot of different Kung Fu, um, uh, tropes and probably, mm-hmm characterizations uh throughout cinema history yes tons of stuff like that yeah so i'm um, i'm I'd, I'd be down for that yeah i'm really excited about kina kina got talked about they got a new trailer there with some story details uh that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah well so kina. what is that game what i obviously i understand you love the animation what about what more about that game interests you uh, honestly, it was the visuals first that drew me in. And then when I started looking more into the game, uh, it seemed like a really fun uh, action adventure story. Like it's a third person, you know, uh, exploration game. I don't think it's open world, but it looks like a like a very well designed world. And um, I'm really interested in to see 
how the mechanics work. Like you have these like magical abilities, it seems like to interact with this, uh, this malevolent force called the rot, but that's like the little creatures that are everywhere. They look pretty cute. So it's kind of weird calling them the rot. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Um, there's well, these min- like, what, what? I was going to say minions are cute. I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, <laughs> At some point, she casts like magic that like transforms the forest, and it just looks very like like next gen e in terms of all the things that are happening, and and probably very visually cool, and um, probably like playing a Pixar movie or like a uh, like a Miyazaki film or something. I feel like it's gonna have a very cool aesthetic. So all those reasons are reasons for why I'm excited about it for sure. Uh, but Deathloop also is one of the ones that are exciting to me. Deathloop is. Um, a murder puzzle where you play an assassin trapped in a time loop. And I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. And the impression I got from it when I first watched the trailer was that it was like multiplayer, like co-op, but it's not, it's a single. No, this is going to be, yeah, this is single player. I don't know if there's a multiplayer component to it. Um, but yeah, there's, it's going to be puzzle based. And obviously the game's called death loop. There's going to be benefits and reasons to replay what you just played. So it's probably uh, inspired a little bit by um, a hitman. I would imagine because hitman is like a sandbox where you just go in there and bop around in the world and affect what you can affect and then reload it and try again. So that should be pretty fun, but like in a, in a more stylized uh, first person angle. Um, I'm the most excited though, about all the final fantasy seven news that they dropped here. Yeah. Tell not us only- about that. <laughs> Not only is the remake getting a PlayStation 5 up-res, which I'm sure everyone expected, but that PlayStation 5 update is going to have another section of the game. The game was set up in the chapters. It's going to have a new uh, a new chapter, essentially, with a character from the original that did not make an appearance in the remake yet. Her name is Yuffie. She is from a distant uh, continent that is coming over to where your main party is. Uh, essentially to uh, to steal your ship. She wants to steal all of your your materia, which is the technology slash magic where people can use their powers and all that stuff. She wants us to steal your materia and, materia and sell it. That's how you get to know her originally. Uh, so they're giving her a lot more backstory. They're putting her in the city where you play the game, and I'm excited to see more of where that's going to lead. Okay, it's like a so, nice little tease. So it's so not that- a full-on like, like part two, but it's like a little... Here's a stepping stone into what we're working on next, which I think is fun. That game is a remake of this older game that had many more sections and parts. Mm-hmm. This represents essentially what the first act of the original game. Yeah. Is that yeah. accurate? That's, that's, that's exactly what it represents because yeah. after this moment in the original game, things shift in a, in a large, large way. And while the game that remains is a lot longer than what we experienced in the first part of this remake, I think the, the, the pivotal moment, that happened at the end of the first part is a really good starting point. It's a, it's, I would call it a, uh, like a, a pretty good shift. It's a pretty good stopping point and starting point for a, for a part two. And the character that you're speaking of, that's going to be in this is a character mm-hmm. that is in the original normal narrative of the game, just underdeveloped. She, she is, she's actually, um, an optional character. There were two characters in final fantasy seven that you, that were missable that did not have primary plots in the main story. But we're talking about an NPC here. We're not talking about a player character. 
No, it's it's well, you control one character, and then sometimes it changes through oh, the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she can she's a party member. She can be part of your main team in the game. Oh, have dialogue, have be part of conversations. But all of her dialogue is removable. Like if you just cut her the stuff she says out, the game would still make sense. So these were just like fun side characters to find. She's since been made official with all of the surrounding um, lore, movies, subsequent games. Like they've made her a character that exists. So. It's not a secret. It's not a bonus. She does exist in the story. But originally, you, you could have missed her. Um, mm. You had to, like, find her and then fight her, literally, as an enemy. And then choose some very specific dialogue options to get her to join your team. It was, it was just a fun little secret side quest hidden in the game back in 97. But she is now officially in the story and now officially in the remake. And, and that'll be exciting to play. It might be my reason to get a PS5, finally. Mm. There's not Maybe. many reasons to get there aren't a lot yet. That's Kevin, a very personal one. Certainly Kevin not a, says, uh, a shelf uh, mover. Um, the, so the PS4 version of that is showing up on uh, PS Plus this month. So. Yes, that is the uh, the monthly PlayStation Plus game. Though, if you get the game via PlayStation Plus, you will not get the upgrade to PS5. They've uh, made that sorry. distinction. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, you're yeah. you're not paying for it. Why right. would you get the free upgrade for the PS5 right. version? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you're, that's it's, that's wish, it's awesome. That's wishful thinking on yeah. on our part as consumers. <laughs> I mean, why would you? I'm only doing it and playing it and downloading it on a PS5. <laughs> why, that's right. why, why should I get that? <laughs> I, <laughs> you'll oh, probably get an enhanced version, but you're not going to get the Yuffie chapter. I can promise you that. Nope. Not getting the cool shit. Nope. Um, in addition to the Final Fantasy VII uh, slight expansion, <clears throat> they've announced a Battle Royale version of Final Fantasy VII uh, that will take place in the city before the main game. So it doesn't have to fit in with any story. It just like you're there, I guess, for some... They're going to make up some reason to push a Battle Royale. Um, but that's a mobile game. So... It'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll check it out if it's free. I don't know if I'll pay for a, a Final Fantasy mobile battle royale. But the other mobile game they announced, in addition to this, is a Final Fantasy VII remake that looks uh, camera angle wise like the original, but with up-res models. And you fight battles. Uh, it looks like the original. Like it looks like the remake everyone thought we were going to get. You know, just like an upscaling. Uh, but they're also going to be having the entire story as part of this mobile game. Like it's going to be uh, prequel stories. There was a game called uh, Crisis Core that talked about one of the characters years ago. This came out for the PSP, like the right. portable shit. That's going to be part of the story. There was Advent Children, the movie. That's going to be part of this game. Interesting. Uh, there was okay. Dirge of Cerberus, which was a PS2 game focused entirely on one of the other optional characters from the original. It, all of this is going to be in one mobile game playable like an original rpg so i think it'd be a really good way to get the full story across yeah i mean i I think um mobile games done well are a great platform to showcase something like this so i think Mm -hmm. if they can if they can do it well um and it be turn-based like turn-based on mobile is great Right. Like you don't like the action action RPGs and just action games in general struggle a little bit on mobile because of the touch controls if you're not using, you know, a different input device. But something mm-hmm. like a turn base um, is great for mobile. Yeah. And honestly, absolutely. I'd be I'd be more willing to play that version than I would to play 
the PS5 version, only mm-hmm. because I spend more time on my mobile device sure. than I do on my computer playing games. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, someone cool. made a good point online too. I'm not sure this was. It may have been. I'm not going to even try to remember names. I saw this on Twitter. Someone made a good point uh, about the parallels between Final Fantasy 15 that came out and then made like the same game, but with like cartoony graphics. And that came out on mobile. That came out on the Switch. And someone was like, if this game does well on mobile, they could easily switchify it with like pared down graphics and, you know, not having to do all of the things that the official remake does on PS4. Mm -hmm. So that could be a long term play too, having the entire remade and upgraded story together in one package and just like put it on the Switch, which we know is just like a great reason to rebuy everything for a lot of people. I'd buy it again on the Switch. Oh, well, it would be great on the Switch, too. Yeah. Same thing. Same same idea. Um, that that type of game excels in that ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, but that's I think that's all that's worth covering from right. there. Yeah. It's a fucking blip on the radar. Stuff's coming out. We're going to have official PS5 games this year, boys. Meanwhile, yeah. I still don't have a next gen console at all. You're OK. I am okay. I'm doing just fine. I'm going to be playing Kina on the PC. <laughs> Trips here. When yeah. you were talking about the uh, the switch, there it reminded me to bring up because I know we're not doing like a part of this show where we talk about something that we were playing, but I just thought of yeah, it. we could. I mean, I don't, we ripped right into the into the news so quickly. Yeah, um, uh, I w- I was well. Two things. One, I de- I downloaded i don't know if i talked to you about this but i downloaded uh mlb the show 20 for 10 bucks nice and the process of bringing my uh uh my season over that i was playing in 19 was unbelievably seamless speaking mm-hmm. of exclusivity and with playstation that's a playstation exclusive game uh, i'm not gonna get 20 you know 2021 because you can't actually leap from 19 to tw- 21 you can't just leap you have to bring it in and actually play it for a while in 20 and have an official 20 save file, which is weird. Hmm. But anyway, interesting point is, is uh, I did that, but, 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 and, th- and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, to Kevin Oates, I'm going to try and get him to come over the fucking house. And we're going to wear masks probably when we do this, but probably I, on the switch <laughs> on the switch. If you like side scrolling shooters, a la the vein of, Contra um, Alien Wars, Contra Three Alien Wars. Sure. That? Just in gen- like, do you just mean side-scrolling shooters in general, like Metal Slug, like a- any all of those? Yeah. yeah. There's a brand new game that came out called Hunt Down on the Switch, and it is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's cyber. I know that's a small thing to bring up on the show, but we no. know new content, bringing up new games uh, from sure. time to time is good, good content for the show. Don't okay. rationalize Sorry. your own Hunt news on down. your own. This is your show. You realize that, right? You own this show. I, I'm a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about whatever you want. Hunt down is it's got, yeah, it's, this is so amazing. It's got an amazing <laughs> synth pop 1980s style soundtrack. Okay. It's I'm got, it's got all these references and tropes to like eighties action movies, like the Terminator, it's got a boss on the second level that fucking the whole time his voice is Randy Macho Man Savage. Wow. Nice. And, and he's a wrestler and like who fires guns and fucking throws grenades and shit at you. Dude, 
fucking fun game, man. I was really shocked at how much I love this fucking game. The shooting's great. All of the fucking guns you get, you get like shotguns and fucking all the shit. I know it's, you know, I don't normally bring this style of game up, but I've actually been playing it, you know? I like it as much as I enjoy Dead Cells. Um, And it's my go-to Switch game right now. Like, I'll just pop it on. It's really fucking hard. I want to play it with Kevin Oates because it's fucking hard. I want a friend. I want to, you know, catch co-op with him. Yeah. It's got built-in two-player? Yep. Yeah, so you can do... It feel like I said, when probably when you're playing with two players, it feels like Contra. It feels like Metal Slug. Any game where you sure. can play two people and just, you know, walk from left and right shooting things. Um, yeah. It's fucking cool. But, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, man. Hunt Down. Uh, anyone out there who has a Nintendo Switch, look for it. It's real cheap. I think it was like maybe 20 bucks in the store or whatever. But... Nice. Yeah, cool. Caught off guard by that one. Been playing it. There are gems games. in there, man. It just it's with the Switch store opening it up to like literally everything. Like I feel like you got to wade through like a lot of garbage, right? Mm-hmm. But there's there are just there are gems. They exist, and oh. and I know I'm missing so many. But yeah, you scroll through the store and you're just like, oh god, dude, well, looks like a looks like a Palm Pilot store from the like. Late nineties, like just no regular, just anything that's out there. The it's not really same that bad, night, like not even kidding. The same night that I downloaded fucking Hunt Down, I downloaded a game. Do you remember a game years ago called Road Rash? Anyone ever play that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Road Rash is you're on motorcycles and you just yeah smack motherfuckers. Yep. Mm-hmm. I downloaded a game. It was PlayStation, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I downloaded a game that like had a screenshot that looked like road rash and i can't remember what it was called it was called like motorcycle mayhem or some fucking shit like that or whatever on the from the nintendo Mm -hmm. switch store i downloaded this fucking game it literally looks like road rash the graphics look like road rash on the fucking ps1 now this is a game that's new that's not road rash it's not like a port of road rash Mm -hmm. it's literally like so bad, dude. The worst fucking game. And I just don't remember the name of it. But uh but yeah, it was called like Motorcycle Mayhem or Bike Mayhem or Oh my god. Same night I downloaded Hunt Down. So exactly to prove your point, you can go in there and find something really amazing. And then the other game you download is a fucking turd. Like there's so much bad shit in that fucking store, man. You never know. <laughs> there's a game, um, Oh, God, dude, I was just about to talk about this and it disappeared from my brain. Um, There's a board game collection, essentially, that I have on my Switch. And um, it was recommended that I download this. uh, And I was unsure because it looked like, again, the trope of like, you know, just a bad like Windows game, something you would see on the shelf with like a target. There's so many like examples to like burn these games. And I was like, what's it got in there? uh, It's got everything. Well, first of all, this game was a $40 game. I was wow. like, I don't know if I want to spend $40 on something that could be like right now in a water stained box on a department store shelf. I just don't trust it. You know, like I've seen <laughs> these collections before. It's not great. Um, but I take it back. It's incredible. It teaches you how to play like every board game, like in like a fun, engaging, interesting way. Uh, it's got the history of the games. Uh, you can play online. Hold on, I'm gonna find find the name of this. I don't know why it's, I just literally hopped out of my brain. Just do me a favor. Is Stratego in there? Um, if a game is a brand name game, yeah, but it was it had like an unbranded historical version. That version's in there. 
It wouldn't be called Stratego. It'd be called something else. Oh, okay. I just don't know what Stratego would be is yeah. by name. So I don't know if the answer to that is question is there a is game yes in there no. called like Capture the Flag? Not that I recall, but there okay. are so many games. Clubhouse games, 51 worldwide classics for Nintendo Switch. Hmm. And that turned so out to I'm be gonna, amazing, huh? Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And you can learn all they they have challenges too. Like if you want to get better at these games, um, I'll tell you something. It doesn't work for backgammon. I still have no fucking clue how backgammon is supposed to work. On Discord, <laughs> but everything else, dude, I feel like I'm it's like a, getting to be like a board game master. Back backgammon's cool. a pretty weird fucking game to be honest. Yeah, with you. I don't remember the rules at all. But I used to. I'm going to pop play this into a. Uh, I used to play backgammon with my grandfather. I played it with my. Grandfather. Do you? Uh, <laughs> do either of you play chess? Hell yeah. I yeah. I mean, I don't. Would would I you don't play chess? I don't. I don't know if I would call myself a chess player. Sure, well, yeah, okay, yes, <laughs> yes. So I don't specific I, of an answer. I, yeah. des- I desperately, whenever this ends, mm-hmm. want to do like maybe a monthly or bi-weekly oh. or something where we get together and play chess. Do you want to hear? I'm this? into that. Lock, I'm, very, I'm hear, into you, that. Do you want to hear what I have as my chess set? Sure. Game of Thrones. Of course you do. Yeah. Dude, the it's it's the army of the dead. And then the king and queen are Daenerys and right, uh, fucking right. Jon Snow. Nice, <laughs> yeah, dude. I Destiny chess. Set. Um, I don't. I don't enjoy digital chess. Like I don't enjoy mm-hmm. like like playing it online versus a computer versus other people online. Like I like the act of actually playing it physically with a chessboard. Yeah. And I haven't done it since college. And after watching Queen's Gambit, Queen's Gambit, yeah, it was like I told my, I told my wife, and she made fun of me. But whatever. I, I like, didn't I even really... know I was always doing the Sicilian defense. Had no idea. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. I was I like, I would like to do it all the time. Like, I was like, I want to start playing chess again. So yeah. So there you go. So sorry to to sidetrack, but no, I did the same thing. Uh, actually, with with Clubhouse, me and my girlfriend played chess after watching Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. is that couch co op? For the, you can do couch co-op and online. It's got both. And if you use couch co-op, you can use two systems or one system. It changes the orientation depending on what you're playing and how you're playing. Yeah, what do you do held. when you're playing a game where you have to hide information from the other person? It'll tell you, pass it to this person and press OK. Oh, and it'll okay. like shift the screens depending on whose turn it is. Oh, wow. It's an amazing collection of board games. I can't recommend it enough. It sounds great. S- sponsor me, Clubhouse Games. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of board games over the years that I played pretty incessantly. Mm. My current one, uh, Mister Locke, is called uh, is that I haven't been able to play because I have no one to play with, and we're in COVID. Is Axis and Allies, which is a mm. but the version I bought. You're gonna love this. The World War One rules. It's it's World War One. It's a World War One map of Axis and Allies. Okay, and it's really cool because it has. Um, it has a rule called the Bolshevik Revolution Rule. <laughs> okay. If you're playing as Russia and the per, your people you're playing against are the Americans, like the Allies or the British or the um, uh, the British or the French, mm-hmm. and they surround all they surround the capital of Russia with which, by the way, during World War One was almost impossible. But um, if they manage to do it, it immediately triggers the Bolshevik Revolution, and that and Russia immediately joins the Allies. <laughs> Interesting, uh, which That's is a weird. really cool rule to have in the fucking game. I even bought Dude. like World War One money. 
for Did it. Did you? Yeah. So yeah, board board games are a lot of fun, man. They really mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Stardew Valley just got a board game version officially designed, made, and printed, and I missed out on the uh, the first run. Mm, it looks cool really, too. really good. It looks maybe, really maybe cool. it's maybe it's not a chess thing. Maybe it's just a monthly board game night. Or yeah. like a buy, you know, you something can, like yeah. that. I'm down. Definitely iron it out. Start with chess, you know, all the time and then go into something else like to wind down. I don't know. Yeah, dude. So I, might be, are, I might be able to convince you. are endless once the pandemic. It really is, dude. <laughs> I might be able to convince you guys to play some Axis and Allies. Sure. All right. As long as there's as long as there's a bottle of liquor somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll I'll play anything if I'm drinking. You come to yeah, my right. place. I would. I'm not even drinking it, so you guys would get more. Because you know I wouldn't be drinking it, but I'd buy it for you. <laughs> okay, that's a good sell. <laughs> yeah, man. Got that dining room. I'm into it. it. It just it's funny. <laughs> You guys would get more. I give you a bottle, and I wouldn't have any. You guys would have more. You guys would have more. You know, you could oh, have half of the fifth. <laughs> Fucking trip could have the other half of the fifth. Easy. Sounds fine to me. Easy, dude. You guys are definitely not walking out of the house that's, that night. That's how we used to record our shows. I'm, I'm very much into it. Um, yeah, I'm down. But um, so yeah, so we, we wanted to talk about. Um, uh, the state of Anthem. It, or lack era. What is the news mm-hmm. this week, guys? Tell us all about what happened to Anthem. Well, a week ago, when we were uh, not doing our show, a couple of hours before we decided to not do our show, um, BioWare and EA officially made the announcement that the Anthem redesign project has been scrapped. Fully, completely shut down. If uh, gamers out there don't know what Anthem is, which is not surprising at this point because uh, it hasn't really done anything noteworthy since existing. Um, it was a third person uh, shooter on an alien planet, um, a lot like Outriders is right now, except that with Anthem, the um, the concept was you as a player got into a, a, a mech suit that they called Javelins and would fly through the air like Iron Man. And each mech suit had different powers and abilities and things like that. Um, honestly, very cool game. Very cool concept. Uh, when it when it came out on launch, it was a lot of fun. It just ran into a lot of the issues that literally any game that comes out as a service game has run into. Where's the content? What do we do next? Uh, loot feels bad because the game just came out. Nothing is tuned. Um balance issues just literally think of any problem with a service game and it existed with anthem um to a really really strong degree there was nothing to do in anthem once you finish the campaign uh barely anything no reason to get stronger or find loot um they had a seasonal event that kept getting pushed uh, until it eventually came and people said it was incredible and a lot of fun then they took it away because that was just what their schedule was they weren't like staffed or or planned to have this thing last longer and eventually they put that back in the game. And then they said, hey, we're going to just relax on trying to provide for this game in the moment. And we're going to put our team on on redesigning it from the ground up. We're going to relaunch. We're going to redesign. It's going to come out. You guys are going to have to pay anymore. It's just going to be perfect and great and amazing. And then the pandemic hit. And who knows what else happened with their, right. uh, their, their staff, their design. 
Um, in the meantime, of course, you know, Bioware acknowledged another Dragon Age game is coming out. Uh, Mass Effect uh, has a future as well as redesigning all of their old games. Um, massive, massive announcements. And it leaked that they were going to be discussing this at a, at a meeting a couple days earlier. And then the news came out a week ago that it is done. Um, I'm going to read the quote here. Um, I do have a thought, but I have it. I have have, have it up. If you want me to read it, read the quote. Yeah. Uh, You're talking about in the spirit of transparency and closure. We Mm -hmm. wanted to share that we've made the difficult decision to stop our new development work on Anthem, AKA Anthem next. Uh, That's coming from Christian Daly, who was the executive producer. Um, he said, we will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live surface service running as it exists today. I know this will be disappointing to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on. It's also disappointing for the team who were doing brilliant work. And for me personally, Anthem is what brought me to BioWare. And the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my career. Gameplay development is hard. Decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need to laser focus our efforts as a studio and strengthen the Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. Can I ask my question? Sure. Sure. Do you think that they scrapped this or somehow, I mean, this is all speculation, but somehow related to this scrapping, they saw that in the last two years, there have been highly successful complete remakes of games that got a lot of traction, got a lot of popularity, got a lot of Twitch streaming. People were into the fact that somebody completely rebuild an old game in new graphics. And they said, that's what we need to do. And they put all their efforts into mass effect. Do you think that's somehow related to it? Well, mass effect like the Mass Effect redo was has been talked about for a long time. Like I don't think that had anything to do with with Anthem dying. I mean, I think Mass Effect as an IP and new Mass Effect titles certainly could have played a factor in it in it canceling. I think I think the difference is like you know there was getting a lot of comparisons to like oh well you didn't do what No Man's Sky did and you didn't just like say fuck it and do new No Man's Sky 2.0. I don't know if it's a really good comparison point because like the. Uh, I forget the studio behind No Man's Sky, but like that's it for them. Yeah, there is there is Hello Games, right? There's yeah. there is nothing else, right? But they do have uh, the Last Campfire, which is okay. a little it's like a little indie game slaps, but but nothing to the scale of, of <laughs> right. other so, studios putting slaps. out other content. Yeah, it slaps. Right. right, like we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not talking about other like huge AAA titles. Right. Um. So it, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that the decision was made to say, you know what, we have to, uh, we have to end development and shift our focus elsewhere. I mean, the subreddit, um, I've been subscribed to the Anthem subreddit since it came out and it's a very active subreddit subreddit. Um, there was a very strong following of people that were really looking forward to this game getting redone. Um, and as the news leaked that we were going to get an announcement, whether or not it was going to continue or not, like all the other subreddits from other games were making, like, we believe in you Anthem posts with like their characters, you know, like there was, um, there was like, um, Warhammer and, um, the destiny subreddit did one and, like a, a laundry list Whoa, of other, other really games. Nice, I would other have if you, subreddits were, if you, were like, if, you know, so it was positive. If you said to positive, me there were and, subreddits and they, res- they responded to the subreddit 
specifically I, and if you said guess if it was kind or if they were shitting on I, I would have been like yeah. so it was, it was really... not shit posting huh uh, no um good for them there were, there, there were there were a lot of different games that that did it like we believe in you anthem we hope to you know um and obviously it didn't pan out that way i don't think it's surprising it's it's a little upsetting i think it would have I would have loved to get back into that game one day. Yeah. Um, I think it did a lot of really cool things um, on a basic level. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, in the end they have to cut their losses and say, is putting all this manpower into redoing this game going to bring us the same successes if we knock dragon age yeah. out of the park or knock mass effect out of the park from the beginning. Um, and yeah. it's unfortunate, but. Yes. I bought it's, Dragon Age Inquisition and I still haven't played it. It's Dragon Age Inquisition is a fantastic game. It's still in the wrapper, right? Right there. It's a great I, game. I can almost see it. Well, you're ready, dude. In there, down there. Um, it's interesting that they decided to take this this route here and just full on cancel it. Obviously, there's a lot I'm sure that went into that decision. Uh, future IP stuff they they've currently got shipping right now. Um, but like you mentioned earlier, Felix, like there have been a couple success stories with games completely turning themselves around from when they launched or what state they were launched in. Um, and like, obviously there's the giant easy examples of like no man's sky and final fantasy 14, but people forget that like, uh, like destiny had a, a reinvention has had a couple of reinventions. Any so service division. game has division. had a division, uh, pretty much every service game goes through this in a way. Warframe, um, I'm pretty sure, had a big... Yeah. Um, I think the Anthem, um, the pushback to Anthem, and then, like, the absolute lack of work on the game, uh, then paired with jumping entirely into branding what they're working on as a rebrand. They they didn't do the little installments. They didn't do incremental upgrades. They didn't have a new, like, expansion in a year that fixed things and also provided new content. They were just like, all right, we get it. This was not great. We're just going to stop and focus entirely on a, on a rebrand. Um, it's an interesting choice and uh, one obviously that didn't pan out, but I think a, a, a bigger and more interesting discussion is, you know, how many more games can keep doing this? Like, is it right to develop with, you know, depending on how long a game lasts, potentially more than half of your development time taking place while the game is live, you know, giving people bad experiences and then fixing them later to praise. Like there's so much here in terms of designing video games. And and the more that we're on the internet, the more they're going to be connected with service aspects. So my question, my question to you guys is what do you think, what do you think it is about service titles that, that makes them come out half baked? Because if you think about like a lot of it is content, right? There's not enough content. But when you buy a $60 single player title, you wouldn't argue in almost any scenario that there's not enough content to play, right? Like Felix with Assassin's Creed, hundreds of hours to play an Assassin's Creed game, right? Is What is it about a service game that... Because I would agree. I don't think there's been a service game that's come out that has been successful off the jump. No, from from I minute one, I can't think of a single one. Um, and I would argue that none of them came out and were great. Some of them yep. were fun, like Destiny was fun. 
right? But that was also because it was the first. Division felt fun at first. They all felt good on a base level when you first get into the world. Um, so do you guys have thoughts about what it is about service titles that could that could be doing this? Um, I think a big part of it is the the ease of which you can get feedback and then target your development because you may not know what you want to develop for. You may not know what resonates with players and your QA team and your market research is only going to take you so far when millions of players get your hold of your game. It's going to mean something very different to those players than the people you focus tested on. So things you had planned is just, it could go out the window. Um, And I think the more that games have come out and shown that, I don't know how you don't make that part of your development process saying, Hey, we know that not even talking to, you know, the public talking to yourselves as devs, we know this is going to come out and they're going to hate something. We love this. Maybe we think it's great. Uh, they're going to hate something like when you were done a mission in Anthem, you know, you didn't just fly back to like the social hub of the game. You had to watch animation where your character landed. It showed your like loot readout, like, like a literal, like end of mission screen. And like, that's cool. And it highlights what you got, but like, it's a live service game. So the idea is to like repeat activities, go out, grind things, get new drops, get new upgrades. And then having to watch that little load screen, that loot screen after every single time, that got real annoying. And that was an immediate point of feedback that they said, oh, we need to change this. And they did eventually in the game that is still live right now. But that's one example out of like a trillion. And maybe they just figure, you know what? Let's let's put something that we think is really fun out there. And then we'll let them tell us where we should take this next. Yeah, do you think that that's like, um, like I almost wish a developer would say, fuck y'all. Like, this is what we wanted to do. Yeah, kind of. You, you know what I mean? Like I in, do. In, in like a certain degree, right? Because like when you play Final Fantasy seven, what you got is what they wanted and that's it. And if you don't agree with a section of the story or a character's arc or whatever, no one from the Final Fantasy VII community team is going to be on Twitter saying, oh, Trib Zero, you're right. Let me let us put out an update to fix this character's arc, right? Right. Um, and I think we, I think they pander to us a little too yeah. much in a service game, and that's because it is supposed to be ongoing and everlasting and breathing and organic. But like, sometimes it's just like make a decision and just be like, no, like this is what we wanted. This is why we get that not everyone's going to love it, but go play this portion of the game instead then. And stop making us waste development time on X because everyone and their mother has an opinion on it. Right. That's a good point. Uh, to be honest with you, Locke, I don't think for one goddamn minute the peep, the developers or the creative team or Pete Hines or any of those fucking guys over there who had Fallout 76 development gave a shit about anything anybody was saying to the public. <laughs> Like, there's this belief that the Wastelanders DLC that came out approximately a year later uh, after the release of, or a year in, like, maybe it was two years. I can't remember if it was a year or two years. Neo, Neo would know. Um, but, like, everyone, there's a belief in the community that that's a response to, like, a roadmap that was missing content. And I don't believe it. I played the game, I don't know how many hours now. 
I'm, I, you know, I have a character that's like level 200 and whatever, almost two, 300. And I don't, do not believe that Wastelanders wasn't like, wasn't planned. I think Wastelanders was a part of the game and they planned to release it after a year. I mean, they wanted to polish it and make it better. I can see that. It it does not feel like they reacted to the poor fan fucking crying and shit that happened. Um, I think they always had it. It was always going to come out. And maybe it got delayed. Maybe it got fucked and it got delayed. And that might be something. But they weren't reacting. The state that it came out in, it makes sense in the game. It doesn't feel like this weird shoe in like it wasn't there in a part of the narrative the whole time because the, yeah. the premise of, of, of the, of the fallout 76 world is your people that came out of the vault. First, you went out, killed all the big monsters that were in the region and that opened the region in the narrative, opened the region for safety so that people could mm-hmm. come back in. And there had to, it, it took time to do that. I think it was ex- exactly a year later in the narrative. And it was about a year in the development time of the game. All of that fits in the narrative of the world of Fallout. And I think the whole time they were just saying, they were listening to people's complaints, but they were saying, fuck you, pay me. And then they sure. had their nice little micro- microtransaction store set up and people just kept buying into it. And that's how they were, they weathered the storm by just ignoring people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's there's definitely like in a service title, there should be some form of a dialogue. Don't get me wrong. Um, and things that are like completely and utterly broken should be fixed. Yeah, they but, did like, fix stuff. There was always patches. But, like, coming, but but like if a decision, a gameplay decision was made. Or a story arc was made or whatever, it it can't always be. It shouldn't always be, okay, let's go look at the social media and Reddit reactions and then make our make our future decisions based off of that. Or or it should be, okay, we hear you, our next iteration of this, we will take that into consideration. It shouldn't be, okay, let's try and rewrite or redo what we just released and take development time away from future titles or future updates or things like that to fix something that we just released. Um, because it'll, it can kill a service game. Um, and uh, Anthem's a whole different story because it boggles my mind what it released with truly. Um, but I think in that same vein, I think they struggled with trying to listen to the feedback and then trying to, I guess maybe quickly implement it. And then that's probably when it got overwhelming and they were like, nope, we're going to just fucking redo it all. We're going to just revamp the entire thing from the ground up, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge undertaking. You're essentially saying, OK, the game that just take, took years and years to launch, we're going to just we're going to redo it to 2.0. It's, it's insane, dude. It's 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 such a bite off more than you can choose story. You know, like, right. again, this is like a, an unofficial destiny podcast <laughs> um, comparing them with this again, like. Destiny's progression to like, you know, a, a good game. Um, I think that conversation doesn't even fit this because I don't think Destiny was ever a bad game. It was a game with issues, of course, but like Bungie had a vision. The game had a really good version of that vision. And then like over the years, they've like, you know, implemented and done the feedback thing that we're talking about, of course. But another point and the point that I'm making here is that Bungie at that time and up until this year 
was still like a one game focused studio. That's all they were working on. Mm-hmm. And they've just announced recently that, of course, they're doubling the physical size of their studio, including their staff, because there are other projects going on. But they literally doubled the size of their studio to take on another project besides Destiny. Mm-hmm. And BioWare was not doing that. They were putting a small side team away while also dealing with Mass Effect IP, while also dealing with Dragon Age. It just it's 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 not feasible to be able to handle a game of that caliber that Anthem wants to be, like a division, like a destiny, like a Fallout 76, and also shine like a light on the other projects and have them come out with good quality as well. I just don't think yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's hard to it, it's a really good point. It's it's hard to compare them for, as like a, a developer in a studio because it's you know like Bungie went from making Halo to doing nothing until Destiny came out, and I would agree that like Destiny had problems, but it was also the first of its kind, right? Like so they didn't know what character progression should look like for it. They didn't know what power grind should be, how to keep people playing. They had ideas, but until we started playing it, they didn't know. And that's how the game evolved. Right. Um, but that's all they do. It's all they yeah. made. Right. Um, you can't make that same point for Bioware, right? Like they have a star Wars IP. They want to continue making their MMO star Wars game as successful as it can be. That alone could be a full studio's worth of work. Yeah. But that's one of three other major IPs on top of Anthem. And Anthem is not just like new season. Anthem is like redoing Anthem. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a fifth game that now needs to be made or a yeah. fourth game. Right. Exactly. So it just it just didn't make sense. And if like if I if, if I were to have this conversation in a vacuum, I don't think it would be fair to compare Bioware with Bungie with hello games with square enix like i think all their development situations are entirely different but we didn't invite the comparison bioware themselves did they are the ones that wanted to step up to this to this plate and like these other games didn't signal how they wanted to be like received bioware did a lot of like signaling you know how much did they promise they were like, this is going to be our like evolving live service action game. They're like, they, they acknowledged a destiny comparison, you know, without telling your devs to not talk about destiny. Like they, they did this like step up to the plate thing themselves, which, mm-hmm. which if you're going to invite the comparison, you gotta, you've got to compare, you know, again, yeah. in the vacuum, I wouldn't do it, but they did it. Yeah. Like, I don't think they ever, um, I don't think they promised anything groundbreaking. At least not that I can remember. You know what I mean? They just they just kind of said this is this, this is, is our, our take on this. This yeah. is our take on it, right? Mm-hmm. Except that like you're gonna fly around. And flying around felt great once they fixed it, right? Like flying that mech suit felt incredible and your abilities amazing. felt really good. But like you could only fly around an empty map for so long. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, like that's the other thing that like they didn't they didn't claim to be doing anything special. They just claimed to give us their take in their own universe um and that would have all the same things you would have be able to do patrol missions and raids and strikes and all these different things i'm using destiny terms but you get the idea um and it literally the game literally had none of that no it had like some higher tier end game content but like uh imagine like 
like a strike in destiny or like a dungeon in another game, like an instanced multiplayer event, right? Where you fight through a bunch of ways of enemies, fight a big boss, get loot, that kind of thing. They had a couple of those, but that's it. And all you, all you could do with those was, was increase the difficulty level. And again, once you're done playing the strikes, like what else are you going to do? Not to mention that the drop rate for loot was also abysmal when the game came out. Mm-hmm. So you weren't getting rewarded with loot either. And and when I mean like abysmal, like people that grinded the shit out of it when it first came out that were spending, you know, like 40 plus hours in the game weren't getting equivalent to Destiny legendary drops, right? Purple drops. All they were getting was commons, uncommons, commons, and maybe rare drops. So like that also plays a factor in people that play looter shooters right like you Mm -hmm. want to be able to get cool loot um it's something that outriders is actually struggling right with right now the a lot of their top tier weapons are dropping at an extremely low rate that's also a demo Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean it's uh it, it struggled all around and it's um it's really interesting to see how that game existed and someone somewhere was like yeah it's ready like we're we're good like it'll yeah. be enough, you know, like it, it'll I, be enough. I think honestly, if I had to bet, like if someone said, what what do you think their angle was with it being so half baked? I think they were banking on the bio awareness of it and mm-hmm. saying people are just going to really, really love the effort that we put into this story and just and really enjoy the narrative. But they didn't do a lot of like the really unique Bioware things. They didn't. Yeah, you're right. They didn't. There wasn't there wasn't cool cut scenes. There wasn't a lot of dialogue and an ability to choose your your dialogue path it's very little choice that is meaningful to choice yeah Yeah, like um i think you're right i do think that they thought people would just hang around because it's bioware and they would have had time to fix it over time through patches and seasons um is that real what what you just described there lock that style of game where there's all these different choices is that realistic in an online live service game is that like even possible? I mean, I, I, pl- I lock, I, but you can do anything. Like you can just make a game however you want it to be. It no, be I, a cool I concept, know, but know? I I play like I'm saying like I play Elder Scrolls Online, and there are choices in it, but like, are they meaningful? Like the kind of choices that I've I've heard people mention in Mass Effect, you know? Well, so so why not? I guess my question to you is is like, all right, let's say let's say Anthem decided to adopt the mass effect paragon and whatever the the bad version of that was light and dark right Mm -hmm. if we adopt that in in an mmo style game and i start going down the light path the missions that are presented to me the dialogue options the people i interact with the things that i'm fighting should all be based off of the fact that i am a light-based character versus the dark side right i'm going to be fighting different enemies i'm going to interact with different npcs right all of that already exists in single player titles all you're doing is taking the dialogue branches and the interaction that you're having with the npcs and then putting content behind it that is an online game right um so i i feel like i I feel like it's possible i would i would guess that the star wars mmo is doing that because they would be crazy not to be doing that um I haven't played it personally, but I would imagine that there's a light and dark and there's different characters that have different options. Um, 
it's a huge miss on their part because that's what they're known for. Yeah, Neo, like Neo, BioWare's known for this. Neo would definitely know a lot about this. It uh, it 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 could have had that. It could have had just even if this the story doesn't change because again you're making like an open world narrative with a lot of players playing the same thing, and you know your ability to be unique in that situation is very limited. Um, but they easily could have like had everyone's maybe the social space changed for you because you couldn't be in the social space with friends. That was something that was that was only it was unique so, to your character. Like so weird. that could change. Uh like easily have dialogue options that are different. Um I think people should be uh more willing to have players miss things based on choices. They could have unique quests that you don't get access to if you chose this mm-hmm. class or this uh quest ending. Like that shit's cool and unique, and they they easily could have done that, especially being you know Bioware. Like we're the ones that that do this, you know. Like they got into it, and maybe again, I'm just speculating, but maybe they just felt too restrained by the guide rails of what a service game needs to be that they kind of couldn't do that in a story capacity. I don't know. I'm just I'm get you know we're all guessing here as to why they close their doors entirely. But yeah, I think the other thing which is like where where a looter shooter. Schluter. Differs we're from, going with Schluter. We're not going with Schluter. Where it differs from an MMO is like not. the story is such a small percentage of a service game. Yeah. It really is the tiniest part of the entire ecosystem of a service game. People will well, shoot things for any reason. Like right. that and it, I think that's the other thing to think about that like they didn't even put the effort into their story because they were probably worried about all these other things and they couldn't even deliver that. Right. Like when you think of destinies, like when destiny came out, the story was abysmal. It was just comparison to everything else. You're good. There's a big evil thing. And then, uh, they had people writing all the lore and, but they're like, we'll just, we'll shove it in the, in the, collectible digital playing cards you're, here you're, and they can just shoot the thing yeah, anyway. It's you're good. There's a big evil thing. You gotta shoot him a lot. And if he's so hard you can't shoot him a lot, you hide under the porch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's all the story. You would get the same experience playing that game thinking that's what they actually said the story was versus, you know, the darkness, the vex, the hive. Like who gives a shit? Does does it feel good to shoot things or not? That's right. that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it sucks. I was reading a subreddit post from somebody that posted that was like, I am not going to stop playing this game. They were like, I'm going to keep playing this game and I will be the last person on the server until they're force, forcing me to get off. I will continue to play this game. Kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, when when the Halo 2 servers shut down. I was going to say there was people there was did people, this, right? Yeah, so people in, they didn't shut their, their Xboxes off. Um Oh and it, wow! And it, and it forced them to keep playing the game because I I don't know if like on the other side of that like you can't they couldn't shut it off until people were done or mm. if it somehow was allowing them to play even though the servers were shut off because they were in an instance whatever so this guy's already said he's like I'm not I'm not leaving <laughs> he's like I'm gonna stay forever okay I don't know what you're it's, gonna be doing it's but so funny though man because like it, it's I was thinking about playing Anthem again, just not even like to stream it, just for fun, just to see like how it felt. Cause I haven't logged back in since original launch. So I Same. haven't even felt any of the quality of life changes that they have put out 
over the years. And I like redownloaded it like a month or two ago before the rumblings even happened about um, the potential final cancellation. And there were still like blog posts coming out, highlighting the changes, like the big ideas they had for next. Um, our good friend Diamond Jab, good friend of the show. He's got a whole section of Anthem in his uh, in his discord. And like yeah, he, he was still an active it. player. He really he yeah, I, think he said, I think he said he has a thousand hours in Anthem. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He's he yeah. he stayed very much in touch with that community. Um, so yeah, it's wild. wild I'm not leaving just, Fallout 76 anytime soon. No, you're gonna I, be that guy on the server. I think it sucks and it's boring right now, but I'm sure there's gonna be content soon, and I'll go back to it. Yeah, I mean, we just had a massive, massive state of destiny that came out mm-hmm. um, in, in the past week, um, where they've essentially said. Um, we're pushing back our next major Wait, expansion. Is that what they called it, or you're just state playing? of the game, state of the play? Oh, state of the play, but they called it that. It was something of that, of oh, that something degree. of that variety. I see. Here, Par- as he's recapping, Felix, I'll, I'll find the exact title. Um, so yeah. they've pu- they've pushed curious. back their next major expansion, which is Witch Queen, which is supposed to be a huge, huge part of the overarching story of Destiny. So normally, our big big expansions for Destiny happen in the fall. This is not going to happen until early 2022, so probably anywhere from three to six months after we would typically get a major expansion. Um, what the fuck are they doing? Bringing back Omnigal? Already back. Already Which- Omnigal's been back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Witch Queen is introducing a character that's existed in the Destiny lore for a long time as, as a big baddie pulling the strings behind everything. In, in any case, uh, so then the final expansion that they've teased lightfall which is supposed to end the saga of light versus dark which is the only the only overarching story of destiny is light versus dark and it's supposed to end in this expansion that's being pushed back until early 2023 um so they've already acknowledged like hey guys we need more time to deliver the things that we want to deliver and a, f- a fourth one after fourth season yep yeah. so i and that i don't know if they're saying fourth expansion or fourth or an additional season it's, it's a whole they were like we're gonna, we're gonna add a chapter after lightfall before uh since we've announced lightfall being the end there's gonna be something else yeah and then they've also discussed um a whole slew of changes that they want to make to to destiny um with the biggest saying the system that we implemented with sunsetting weapons it was a shit idea. It was fine on a whiteboard. Wasn't good in practice. Thank you for bearing with us. We've heard your feedback. We've tested it. We've ele- we've we've done it. We're now reverting it, and we're going to find out a better idea. Um, I almost commend them for not switching right away. As much as it sucks, as much as I hated it, I had to delete stuff in my vault that I didn't want to let go mm, of, and things I that know. are no longer viable. I'm almost kind of proud of them to say, like, we tried this because we felt like it was the best decision for the game and for players and for Destiny. And what we learned over the past few seasons is it absolutely was not. So, therefore, we're going to backtrack on it and we're going to find out and develop something new. Yeah. So, um, they're, they're pretty good with, with saying in their communication, even though it's frustrating. Um, like, they have said, like, we make decisions based on, like, your, like feedback for sure. But, like, we have access to tons of data and right. see how things are, are used in the moment um, that helps us make these decisions. So it's not just arbitrary uh, and things are done for a reason. And you're right. They do for the most part, stick to stick to a plan to see 
how it pans out. Because like yeah. you have to in a situation like that, especially when you shift the entire meta of a game to it's it's actually almost like like a trading card game. Like where you get new cards, they phase old ones out. It's it's literally a, a, the same kind of like paradigm what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. um, but didn't work out. And they saw that they heard it and also saw it and then made the decision. They said this yeah. is actually not affecting the game in a positive way. So here's what's going to happen next. And they even said like they were like it did what we wanted it to do. It shifted the meta. It made people do different things, but it didn't. It had way more negatives than it positives. And because of that, we want to we were going to try and develop something different to do the same things that this did, but not affect players in such a negative way. Um, So, you know, Bungie continues to be the shining example of how to do it right, even though they do plenty of things wrong. Oh, for sure. Right. I think there's still the standard of how to do a service game right, how to interact with the community how to continue to develop content um, that that the players enjoy. Um, so, you know, I, I hope maybe one day Bioware can come out with with something. I would love to see their take on it again one day. I don't think we're done with live service games in, in any capacity. Um, but it won't be Anthem unless they decide to pick it up again one day, which would be even more interesting. But yeah wild it's a wild story wild that it came to an end so soon i can't think of another service game of such a high profile that was just like officially shuttered Mm, yeah no not not to this definitely not to this scale no um it'll be fun though man like I'll, i'll probably pop back in there to experience the full the full story in one kind of contained yeah my 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 um are one of the one of the show's um guests um nick from phl collective mm-hmm. um he actually told me recently that he do- dove back into it because he was the same way hadn't played it since launch so he picked it up and he was playing it and he was loving it he was love he was loving the changes that they made and he was excited for 2.0 to eventually come and maybe dig into it a little bit you're deeper. talking anthem right yeah mm-hmm. he yeah. either mentioned that um, in our, he mentioned that on the show or he mentioned it in our post show he mentioned it to me off offline. I remember him. Oh, maybe he brought it up. Yeah, no, he brought he it up because I remember him talking about it that he dug yeah. back into Anthem. Um, I don't know if he brought it up on the show, but he was talking about it in our post show. I think that night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was really enjoying his time with it, which I think I think probably any one of us would because they they did make some quality of life changes. And if you didn't play it since launch, I'm sure it would be all brand new, just like anyone returning to destiny right now. It's, it's a great time to return to destiny. Um, there's a ton of content available. There's a lot of quality of life changes that they've made. Um, and it's free actually, on game. And Pass. Yeah. <laughs> he actually came back and started playing destiny again as well. Oh, nice. um, so yeah, I mean, it's, um, but yeah, it's, it's a little upsetting. I would have loved to get back in it one day as well. Um, but no surprises. And I know EA is catching a lot, a lot of heat for this, but I honestly don't blame them. I really can't blame them for making this business decision. I don't think either them as publishers or Bioware as a studio can, can support, can honestly support this with the other things they've got working on. Yeah. I mean, EA sucks in a lot of ways, uh, but I don't think they suck for wanting to, to stop anthem from continuing i really don't i I don't i can't put that that heat on them to be honest um 
there's way more other things that we can focus on why EA is the devil. Not, not this one, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, cause they were getting hit hard when this got released, both on Reddit and, and social media. Well, everyone, you know, everyone thing was everyone's angle. Uh, I should say was that like, this is so bad because of EA like, Oh, like mm-hmm. Bioware wanted to make the best game ever, but they couldn't because you guys came in and changed it all, which I think that's completely off base and, you know, but armchair developers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have to do more digging into it to really have some facts to back this, but I don't, I don't think anything about Anthem was EA's fault, except maybe forcing a release date. That, yeah, that, that is the real biggest thing that, that's that they've a, that's, all for. That's, yeah, that's, that's a real possibility that I would need to look at. But like, that would curb development time and cause mm-hmm. issues. So, I mean, that would be the thing. But that would be the thing. The EA wasn't in there being like, like uh, I don't, you know, making decisions about the social space or how to like implement right. microtransactions or anything. It wasn't, that wasn't them. They got bigger fish to fry. They make yeah. the sins for Christ's sake. They got shit to do. They do got shit to do. Facts. Anthem, though. Rest in peace, freelancers. Rest in peace. R.I.P., man. I think that's it, guys. I would that agree. is it. Yeah. How long have we been recording? Not too long. Uh, it's an hour 15. Perfect. A over an hour, but nice. That's, I feel like that's a, a good amount of time. For sure. Good tight amount of time. Tight content. Anyway, I'll take us out. Um, I'm Trip Zero. You guys can uh, find me on twitch.tv slash TV. I stream uh, on my channel Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, obviously here on Wednesdays, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Doing Stardew Valley right now and uh, on the way to 100%ing that game. Uh, it's been a lot wow. of fun. There's an official in-game 100%. Is there really? Then unlocks even more in-game things to do. So... Right now, I'm uh, working on growing a lot of crops so I can cook everything in the game. That's part of the uh, part of the process, and just having a great time, just vibing. Um, and also, we didn't mention this earlier, so I wanted to make sure people are still listening to the show. Please go subscribe to our YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be putting uh, content out on there. We have been. There's even more coming. It's going to be a great place to find us when we're not live. Um, and uh, find us on any of your podcast networks and give us a review and like it and all that fun shit. Give us a comment. We'll read them on the show. We'll take your ideas. We'll change our development based on your input and your feedback and make our podcast the product you want. Zero integrity. Don't we need a hundred subscribers for the custom URL? We do. Is it a hundred? Yeah, we're at ninety-nine, folks. We had a hundred, but we lost. We did. We had a hundred. We lost someone. Someone said. Someone said, "Fuck these guys." Somebody said, "Fuck these guys." You know what? I hope. I hope your YouTube channel has. Someone probably was waiting until we hit that hundred to then unsubscribe. Someone was a sabotage. Someone sabotaged us. Um. This gonna, is locking. I'm going to look and find that like I'm not subscribed to our own. YouTube Don't do that. Channel. Don't do that. <laughs> um, oh, you're going to see that you're you're the one. I'm yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who's not subscribed yeah. for some fucking um, reason. This is locking key. You could find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. Uh, I do plan on coming back to the streaming um, side of things this year. Um, there's some stuff that I'm trying to set up in my house and do to get ready for it. So um, in the near future, I'm hope. I'm hoping to hit go live again. Um, but for now, just please follow me on Twitter at lock underscore key Felix. And this is Felix. Are good. I uh, don't know when I'm coming back to streaming. I bought all this fucking equipment, so I should probably figure out a time to come back 
So this <laughs> makes sense as a financial investment. Um, but yeah, uh, at Felix Hergood on Twitter, at Felix Hergood on Twitch, you know, twitch.tv slash Felix Hergood. Find me there. Find him. Find me there. All right. Well, that's wow. it, guys. You'll, uh, <laughs> before, before, old man, before old man winter starts fucking rambling, we will catch you later. Uh, see you next week. Peace out. Did you guys ever hear that um, if, uh, if people use Apple products in a movie? That's real. That person is never the bad guy. Right, I've heard that's real. Uh, the mo- the most that's completely bla- real. Blatant, <laughs> and this is around around the time of this movie coming out. This is when it came became a public thing. That's uh-huh. a bl- there's a blatant example of that in Knives Out, and the director yes. R- Ryan yes. John- uh, Johnson. It was it, it was actually Ryan it. Johnson who like who admitted who, it. I don't know leaked that or something. It was in a, in a some article when mm-hmm. the movie came out. Yeah, well, because you have to license. You have to license to use an Apple product, right? To have the Apple logo on screen. Right. Exactly. I wonder if there's another like. It's a, it's an advertising negotiation. They'll say, Hey, you're going to like, you give us the money. We'll put your products in the movie and Apple's Apple. So it's like, okay, well we have some stipulations. Exactly. One, you know, your, your skin wearing, uh, Buffalo Bill character cannot be iMessaging his friend. (laughs) Okay. We can't do that. (laughs) 